あのキリンゴの木の下共犯で踏み越えてみた境界線すぐにプラカの怒りで追い立てられてこんな次元で俺としたことが俺の時ですら俺に限っていやまさかね君のせいにした秘密を手にした一時この Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me, as always, is my awesome co host, B. Brian, how are you this fine Sunday morning? I'm doing great. How are you on this、uh, slightly cold but cozy morning? You know, I've been pretty sick this whole week,、um, including last weekend as well.、Uh, so it's been, it's been quite annoying, like just really bad allergies,、uh, cold. Slight coughs here and there. So, hasn't been the best weekend either. You know, I haven't、mm-hmm. got better, but you know, we're here recording. So, if I sound、uh, nasally, you know, more so than usual,、uh, I apologize for that. And I will try to mute my coughs and、uh, my sniffs, but I will apologize in advance、uh, for that. Well, but,、uh, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I think that's weird because I feel like there's like a really weird cold going around.、Mm, indeed. Where like every. Sorry, I had a burp. <laughs> I had a burp <laughs> off camera. But,、um, so, like, I feel like there's like a weird cold where everybody's like contracting it.、Yeah. And there's some motherfuckers who, like, been sick for like three weeks, like, Damn, literally.、Dude. And so, I think it's so weird because I'm in school and, like,、um, people are coughing and I'm like, oh, you're not going to wear a mask. He's like, oh, no, it's not COVID. I was、and、like, then, okay, that's great. But they're still coughing and they're still sick. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And like, I swear everybody is getting it. Everybody's, you、oh, know,、man. oh, I went through the cold. Beep, boop, bop, boop, bop. Thankfully,、um, I haven't gone through it. Well, like,、that's、there、good. was like a period where like my nose got stuffy, but sometimes like my nose gets stuffy. Like, if I like breathe in wood dust and I've been working with wood. Oh, okay. And so.、Yeah. I don't know exactly. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I didn't really feel sick. Like, and then it also seems really mild, too, where people just say, like, oh, I just have like a stuffy nose or like,、um, like just like one symptom from、right. like a flu. And, but that's about it. You know, they don't feel sick, sick. You know, the thing about that, man, like you said, I think it's ridiculous that when people are sick, They just say, Oh, it's not COVID, so I don't need a mask. And, you know, it's not, that's not the case, man. How about we normalize wearing a mask when you're sick in any kind of way to not spread the stupid disease? But I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I started, like, my nose got stuffy and I took a COVID test and then whatever. And I, I wore a mask for a couple days, right? Just to be, just, 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 just in case. Right. But it's weird because people are like, Oh, why are you wearing a mask? Exactly. You know? They question. And, like, it makes it, it makes you, I don't know, not, not like feel dirty, but like, Well, but at the like same time, it does yeah, kind well, of feel like, yeah, you're mean, like you're doing something bad, or like you're sick, or you should be home, or like, that's right. you know,、I、like mean, something's like wrong. You're trying to protect them, right? And they're questioning you of this bullshit of like, oh, why are you wearing a mask? You know, COVID's over. Especially because we live in Utah, where, you know, just COVID almost didn't matter, you know? Yeah. Like, good Lord, like nothing was, GameStop was open, I think, you know, like, These dumbass people. The entire fucking not, time. Right. It, and it's so ridiculous. Like, just wear a mask, people, when you're sick, whether it be COVID or not. Like, what the hell? People are like, oh, it's about control. Well, cry me a river, buddy. Wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. And I, I think、will. it's still weird that we're, like, we're racist towards like, Asians over sickness, even though they'd wear a mask if they were sick. You know? 
like they have like better practices from us but then like a lot of american things are like they're unclean and unsanitary you know that's what happened when your cult leader just keeps saying that it's the china virus you know i mean of course people are just yeah. gonna believe it and he's gonna stop this nonsense so yeah because honestly it sucks i mean like you know people should wear a mask if it's just a cold or flu because guess what i don't want it and if you want to come to school you know i can't stop you right. but you know at least don't get me fucking sick you know right, don't get exactly. the entire fucking fucking school or whatever your workplace your fucking country club that's right well whatever have you (laughs) fucking gym you know just so like people can go in places in peace like i didn't want to take tracks yesterday because sometimes i feel like you know it was a university utah football game and there was a shitload of people on the tracks nobody's wearing a fucking mask yeah and so and then you know like you know there's this cold going around flu i don't know what the fuck it is i was like fuck i I really don't want to get on the tracks but like i don't know i feel like that's a different situation because whenever there's a football game you can't park on campus and it's just 100 percent bullshit all around oh my god it sounds annoying as hell yeah it, it definitely is well i guess with that we'll just jump straight into anime as we do but actually no we won't do that just yet we're gonna go a little bit off tangent but and then after the tangent we do we're gonna talk about uh call of the night uh finally this is Brian's favorite show of all time. He was hyping oh. it up with the preview. You know, he was excited. And uh, is it going to live to the hype? We'll see. But before that, we got some uh, things to talk about here. Brian wants to discuss Overwatch. Brian watched a movie. I watched a movie. So, shall we discuss uh, Overwatch first, Brian? What are your thoughts on it now? I guess uh, uh, about a month in now. Okay. So, Overwatch, I've been playing... Um I play. I've been playing like a lot of it recently. Um, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So I've been kind of playing more and more. Like you know, I told last last podcast where like, oh, I just want. I was mainly watching my brother. Right. But you know, I finally got into it, and um, it was like really good. Honestly, nice. like I feel like uh, compared because you know I was, I was playing Warzone for like <laughs> yeah like a year. That's right. And then I dropped that, and I played the new Modern Warfare. Oh. And um I feel like for me Overwatch was definitely a breath of like Okay, nice. A breath of fresh air cuz like, you know, I feel like I always liked Overwatch even when like I think my main Overwatch is mainly like Blizzard, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not the gameplay, it's like it's like the company. Yeah, that's But the um But yeah, like compared to like Warzone and Call of Duty and like um the new Modern Warfare 2, um I think it's just good having like, you know, like oh fuck i just hate call of duty because i feel like you just die <laughs> out of nowhere you know yeah or like i hate those bullshit where like you can just die from like any range for like two seconds if you just step out i think that's kind of bullshit but with overwatch you know you're able to like kind of like um like you do shit without like worrying to die like you know you're not gonna die like a bullshit ass death you know right exactly. and so that's what i really appreciate about it um i've been mainly playing dps okay. um I've been really getting to Ash. Um, I think the whole system was like the whole unlocking people's bullshit because I've been playing on my brother's Xbox and I started because I have my Battle Pass account on my computer. Yeah. Um, but but like since like the PS like three no four and the Xbox are like in the living room, I just prefer to because sometimes I just play with my brother. Yeah. I just prefer like playing in the living room, and so I like kind of have like a new account yeah of course and um i don't know i just thought the whole like grinding to get your characters was kind of bullshit what do you think about that 
Well, I mean, if I if I was in your shoes and I had to do that, I agree with you. I think that's bullshit. But luckily for most people that already played the previous one, you already get them. But for everybody else that is a brand new player to this and you have to unlock heroes for a game that relies on, you know, being flexible and switching heroes out yeah. to counter other heroes, it seems kind of ridiculous to have them locked in any way. So uh, it's kind of weird. No, I think it's bullshit because there's sometimes, like, you know, I need to be, like, especially in the very, very beginning because a lot of characters are fucking unlocked. Right. And, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes, like, I need a switch to counter or, like, you know, my team needs, like, a different type of DPS or, like, tank because right. I play tank yeah, DPS. Yeah. I don't really play support. I'm that guy. But, <laughs> um, but it's just bullshit when, like, have the rosters unlocked and I only have fucking, um, I think D.Va was unlocked. I think D.Va's, like, locked in. You get her, like, very early on. Oh, my but, God. But, like, just, like, kind of, like, the ro- the base roster is, like, it's just so inflexible. And, like, I feel like it makes your team, like, really shitty, you know? Like, if you fucking don't have the character to switch to. Do you get Zarya right off the bat or no? I don't remember, but I don't play Zarya, though. Because I was going to say, the thing about Overwatch now is if the enemy team has a Zarya, you have to go Zarya. A lot of the time, because she's so fucking powerful right now. She's so yeah. strong. She's so unkillable. So you have to Zarya. You have to outplay the Zarya with Zarya a lot of the times. Unless you have a really good team that does not shoot her bubbles, which in Overwatch 2 landscape is just impossible. It seems like this. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, they just love shooting the fucking, like, they love shooting the bubbles. Yeah. I feel like also Winston's a good counter. That's true. Yeah. yeah um, it's fair. It's fair. But, yeah, so. Fuck, I don't know. Like, you know, I feel like recently, like the past two days, my team has been pissing me the fuck off because <laughs> I either get to support people who don't like. All right. So tell me what you think about this. Do you think support people um, should be necessarily categorized as healers first and foremost? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the fucking people who is like, you know, I'm support. I'm not a healer. And then they play fucking Ana, get like 800 damage and like 400 healing throughout the fucking match. And they didn't do shit, you know? Yeah, that's and right. Like, I hate it when like, you know, they're trying to go for DPS like or like they play Brigette. No, and they man. try to go for DPS. But then they don't, they don't like, you know, they don't do well in DPS and then they don't have any <laughs> healing. And it's just, I don't know. It's just really frustrating. The biggest problem with that for like, I guess, higher ranks is uh, the DPS Moiras. They, uh do not give a shit about healing because they can just throw a damage orb and then suck your soul with a little trinkling thingy. And then that's it. You're dead. So what they do, and then they get all this damage. They get like 10,000 damage and they have like 100 healing. Like, what are we doing, team? I'm like, yeah, we're all dying over here. That's what's happening. Yeah, we need some fucking healing. What are you talking about? Yeah. And the other one, I mean, the biggest problem is obviously her and Baptiste. Those are the biggest damage people that people just choose them to do damage or... Zen, Zenyatta right now, people would just choose him, but it doesn't really work out too well because I feel like Zen, he's a little more healing on the orb or something. He but, does, because it's, yeah, it's too slow. It's not good enough right now. Uh, but, you know, what can we do, right? I mean, Zarya's coming. Update for Zarya already confirmed. Uh, she's getting she's getting nerfed. So is D.Va. So is Genji. Um, who's, uh, there's a few more. Yeah, I think Kiriko's getting a slight buff with her immortality, making it just so you feel that the immortality is there a little bit longer and uh, for her special no for her um her her right bumper i believe is on your playstation the, the, mm. little, the little invincible thing that heals uh statuses and whatnot 
that thing. Mm, I, I couldn't tell you because I don't have the battle pass, so I can't play her. <laughs> oh my god. And so true. I haven't played her once because she's fucking still unlocked. I mean, not locked. She's still locked for me. Oh my god. Well, but I didn't know she had like a fucking uh, invisibility. Yeah, I mean, immortality. 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 Yeah. It's a few seconds yeah. though, only. I think the one that gets me the most is Baptiste because sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes you do get the Moiras with like the 10k damage, like <laughs> fuck ton damage. Yeah. But I've never seen the Baptiste get the numbers and like. Oh, okay. And like, you know, I want people to play, you know, whatever they want to play. Sure. But, you know, they're fucking letting everybody fucking die the entire time. Like, I don't know. And then also the things that kind of have like an identity crisis <laughs> where like, <Yeah. laughs> like, you know, like since there's only one tank, everybody's looking at them. And, you know, they do really bad at one tank, and so they switch to another tank, and then they suck, and then they probably switch to the opponent's tank, right. and then they suck, and then, <laughs> and like, the, I, you have no idea what the fuck they're doing the entire match. And then they never get one ultimate because they keep switching. Yeah, that's right. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, they never built the fucking ult, and so, I don't know, it's only been, like, the past two days where I've been getting this bullshit-ass matches. Um, But, like, I don't know, maybe because they were putting me in bot lobbies at first. Okay. And um I don't know, man. I just fucking hate it when my fucking healers won't do shit. And um and then the fucking tank can't do shit either. Yeah, well what can we do? But um and overall though, I'm enjoying this game a lot. Um I think the ranking system of climbing is much easier. I'm already a masters in DPS. I'm a high oh, diamond yeah. on both tank and support, but you know, it's easy to climb way easier than before and I think they kind of support uh, solo queuing a lot more than back then. Uh, back then, it was pretty much you have a six stack or you lose. And now that's how. Oh, it really? Well, if you win against a six stack, your team most likely will lose because they're all talking to each other, you know, communicating like, oh, Roadhog is trying to flank and they all go after him at once and he's fucked. You know, like, yeah. there's nothing you can do. But now it seems a little bit. And if you're in master level you can't queue up more than actually uh two people only only two stack you cannot queue up more than that so that's pretty cool ah i see yeah so it's no um, more unfair matches like you know 5v a bunch of solo queuers yeah yeah <laughs> where they all fucking know who's gonna fucking fuck up who exactly wait so uh who are your mains um okay so for tank Right now, Arissa, she is my main. I used to play a lot of Hammond, you know, Wrecking Ball, but he yeah. kind of sucks now. So I have to just play always Arissa. Unless they have a Zarya, then I go Zarya. But Arissa's my main. She's my main bitch. And then for okay. DPS, it's actually Bastion. I think he's really fun. He's so stupid, but he's fun. So, yeah. And then for healer, it is for sure Kiriko. I, I love her a lot right now. Really? Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like Kurikos are kind of hit and miss for me. Like, I feel like they do, did they do really good or really bad? Yeah, um, exactly. Okay. What about hmm, you? What are your three mains for your uh, roles? So for tank, I'm either playing um, Diva or I'm playing or like Orisa. Lately, more Diva because I feel like nice. I've been popping off a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then and so for DPS, I like playing. Um, I like playing Ash a lot, like I said. That's right. Um, I like playing Sombra, but I just barely unlocked her last night, like my last game. Oh my god! I finally got fucking Sombra, so I think I might be playing Sombra a little bit more. Um, you know, I feel like Reaper is kind of like the basic one, but sometimes you kind of need that shit. Yeah. Or like you know, like people aren't doing enough damage, so you have to like you know do the bulk of it. Yeah, that's right. That happens. So I love a good Reaper. I love a good Bastion. Um, He's and fun. then. 
and then I don't I don't play support, and so um, I have to get wow. back to you on any of that. Good lord. Well, I mean, for now, I have fun with Diva because she's gonna get nerfed too, like I said, and so is Sombra. So yeah, good luck with that. Oh really? Oh yeah, Sombra's broken right now, dude. No doubt, no doubt. Well, it makes her broken. So she can go around and she hacks you in literally 0.5 seconds. And then when she hacks you, you take 40% more damage. So yeah. when you're a support in the back by yourself and your tank is, you know, off doing, what, like you said, whatever the fuck they want, you know, and you're, you're done. She's going to kill you no matter what. It's almost impossible to not because she hacks you and you're dead as a support. Nothing you can do. So yeah. They, they, they're going to nerf that aspect of it. Uh, the, how fast she hacks and how much damage. I think it's going to be 25% more damage instead of 40%. So it's a little better now. A little... Yeah, because... Too much. Oh, oh, sorry. But I was just going to say that she's way different from I remember. Because you can know you can be invisible for like in, like infinite amount of time. Oh, you can <laughs> hack and yeah. do everything. So I re- I've been really liking Sombra. Yeah, and she's so that kind of sucks. And, and then Diva's been super fun too. And just like with her... I don't know. I just feel like she does a shit ton of damage. That's that's gonna and, get her um, up the damage part. And when she uh, when she's flying around and she boops you at twenty five damage, which is too much. That's gonna get nerfed too. The damage of the boop. Yeah, I've been loving the boop. I didn't. Know, <laughs> is that new? No, it's always been a thing, but it, it did like ten damage only, not that much. Yeah. So I I haven't really noticed the boop. I've been booping a lot of people off the, off like the map. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but also in Overwatch one, I never really played um uh, Diva that much. But, yeah, um, she was kind of, you know, uh, hit and miss here and there. Yeah, and so I never played Dila that much, but recently, yeah, I've been playing and, like, I've been booping people off maps. It's just, like, kind of fun. She's good now, um, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, I guess with that, let's move on. Actually, before we move on to um, what we're going to talk about, there was a, a Fate Go update, Brian, which it was a quality of life update. And we oh, got yeah? a bunch of new things. The biggest thing was we finally we got 60 FPS which is a big deal. We got it like yeah, a year finally. and a half early. So that oh, was yeah. good, which is now the game runs really good. And we finally got also, well, you know how when you do your skills, right, it's, they kind of do a little animation and it takes forever to do all your skills. That's fast forwarded now. So it's way, way mm. faster. Okay. Those are the two biggest ones that they did, but it was a huge update, like five gigabytes of updates. Uh, you know, you have more slots now for your supports. Um, it, it, oh, it's yeah. Just, it's a big deal. It, it's a good one. But yeah, it's a little update for Fate Go. Uh, I think yeah, Van Gogh just came out. She's already gone. Um, so yeah, she's pretty cool. And I did not get her, of course, because how? Why, why would I? <laughs> and, Is she not good? No, I mean I rolled for her. I didn't. I did not get her because my luck. Oh, you don't have that good luck. No, I don't. So eh, that's it for Fate Go. Just a little update. That's pretty sweet. Hell yeah. Okay, Brian, you watched a movie. What movie was it? So last night I watched Wakanda Forever. Um, like I was telling you earlier, it was a little controversial where my friends hated it, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, and so... Okay, explain why then, they hated it and why you thought it was good. I don't know. I just felt like they kind of felt like the entire plot line was bullshit where like I kind of <laughs> like agreed to like some extent. I feel like um okay if we're gonna go into full spoiler mode um i felt like kind of like namar's name namor i think okay yeah. yeah i think namor's kind of like you know like it i don't know because it is i think i think it's kind of like a fair critique because <laughs> so do you know anything about the plot 
No, I don't, but it's fine. You can spoil it completely. It's totally fine. Okay. So, it first started off where, like, um, uh, like you know, King T'Challa's dead. And then um, his mother, the queen, um, you know, is taking over or whatever. And then, you know, the governments are being greedy. They want vibranium. Of course. And she said, like, nah, fuck you guys. You can't have our vibranium. And so, mm-hmm. they kind of get desperate. And so, they kind of, like... Um, like a scientist from America breaks through and kind of creates like a metal detector for vibranium. Okay. And um, but they ended up finding something that wasn't in Wakanda, and which is a big surprise to everybody. And um, and so but but then they ended up getting attacked and everybody who who was on that mission to find vibranium was killed, and oh, they sure. think the Wakandans did it, but it wasn't them. It was like the new people, like kind of like Namor's people, because um. They're kind of like a secret society, like they're, they're a secret nation that, um, that like you know, they're purposely don't want to be a part of the world, and they're under the sea and like, whatever, whatever, and so, and so they want to kill the scientists. They go to the Wakandans and they're like, oh, you, you know, bring us the scientists, or we're gonna invade your country and kill everybody, right? Yeah. Which I feel like it's like I don't know, it's super dramatic because then you <laughs> end up because you know they get the scientist. Na- like Namor ends up like capturing the um the child's sister. Fuck, I don't know her name. I feel really bad, but I don't know her name. Ooh, um, yeah. But um, the princess, right? Yeah. And then also the scientists, and then they kind of laid the agreement where like, oh, you know, if you, you know, we have them both, but if you try to invade us, we're gonna go attack Wakanda, and then that's <laughs> that's exactly what they do. They <laughs> they like they kind of like kind of get them. And like, uh, they get the princess and scientists back, and they take them to Wakanda. And then, what? Well, surprise, surprise! Namor comes over, and then <laughs> kills the queen. And then now it's only the princess is like left. She's like the only person in her family. She lost T'Challa. She lost her dad. She lost her mom. And so she kind of becomes like the evil Black Panther, um, like okay. kind of like Killmonger esque. Yeah. So like she has like to choose between like her brother's armor or or like Killmonger's armor. Oh shit! And. And she goes with Killmonger's armor and like she's going for vengeance and shit. Oh, and so, you know, sweet. and so they kind of like trick, they try to trick Namor and his people to come out and to fight them like in open battle and sea. And so they fight whatever. And then um, it kind of ends in a draw and a treaty where they're together. And that's yeah. essentially it, right? And so, but it's weird because I feel like they paint like, like Namor and his people like really like, um, uh like favorably like yeah. you know they're in the right and i feel like they kind of in the right because they do want to be a hidden secret but well, yeah, i also sure. feel like they also gave them like a very generic where like you do this or we're gonna kill everybody in the world type <laughs> shit right <laughs> yeah and so i feel like i feel like that is the worst part of the movie i oh. feel like you know he's like he has like a really high ultimatum where it's like you know do this or everybody in the world dies including your country and we're gonna take it all over you know, because they, yeah. they just want to be left alone. Right. But, um, they also kind of like, quote, like kind of hate humanity yeah. in a way. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but they also want to team up with the Wakandans. It's weird. They're like, you know, either hell? join us and like destroy the world or oh, we're going to destroy you. the world and then, and you, okay. you know, cause Namor does want to team up with the Wakandans, but like, um, but I think aside from that, I feel like it's a really good story. Um, it focuses on like the princess a lot, sure. And um, 
I think it does a good job kind of uh handling like like um Boswick's death cuz um yeah. they don't like you know they kind of give like a tribute in the beginning and the end and I feel like it's good that they didn't like hang over the entire movie right yeah um you know and then like I feel like everybody's getting over it except for the princess and I feel like the princess kind of like um I don't know like she's kind of like really imperfect in a lot of ways and um but I think it's okay because like you know she's kind of like you know she's young she doesn't know everything and I feel like they painted her like very like kind of realistically you know because she's not her brother and like you know she has her mistakes and her flaws of course yeah. but she's slowly learning and so I felt like overall it was good you know like I kind of wish they didn't fight each other and I feel like the guy's motivation was kind of bullshit but I thought it was a really good movie like (laughs) Like would I watch it again? Probably not, but I'd probably give it like like a six or a seven, you know, like a high six or a low seven. Okay, not bad. Yeah, it's a little long, right? It's like yeah, two hours two, and forty minutes. Holy shit, that is forty long. minutes. I think I think you know if they cut it down a little bit more, like if they made it two hours or like two hours and some change, I think it would have been like perfect. Oh, yeah. um, sure, I but mean, it's that I, long, dude. Yeah, but I'm surprised they they filled out the time pretty well. Where like. When it was the third act, I kind of wanted it to wrap up because I feel like it should have been time. But yeah, I don't think the third act was like completely bad. I feel like, you know, I'm still kind of digesting it. Yeah. I'm still thinking about it. You know, like I'm still kind of up in the air. You know, my score might change. Yeah. Yeah. My score might, might change here and there. But overall, I thought it was like, you know, um, pretty okay. I thought, honestly, like they were kind of going to end the Black Panther series. Yeah, right. So I'm I was surprised that they kept um um kept going with it cuz you know, it feels like Marvel's in decline and so I feel like Yeah, absolutely. Like I didn't know what the future of like, you know, are like are they j- So I came in with the intention of like they're just going to like try to like close down the whole Black Panther plot line, you know. And that's not what they did. Okay. Mm-mm. No, they wow. pushed it forward but with like with the princess, right? I mean, that's pretty sweet, I guess. I mean, at least they're trying something else. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you get so, really high score with Rotten Tomato. 84% and 95% audience. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a good movie. Like I, like, I don't know why my friends hated it so much. I thought it was pretty good. I think it might change. And, like, I don't know, for better or for worse. Or it might stay the same. Yeah. Um, But I think you should give it a try. Like, I know that you're kind of, like, not Marvel. You don't fuck with Marvel no more. Yeah, after the Infinity Saga, for sure. Dropped out. Yeah. But uh, what were your thoughts on what I said? Well, I mean, everything about it does sound like it'd be up my alley, you know, because I do enjoy, uh, especially like the the vengeance path. That sounds really fun. That sounds yeah, uh, bro. It, it gets dark. I was wondering if they were good. <laughs> I wonder how. I was wondering like the dead ass how dark they were trying to get. And it was dark. And so, huh? it it was surprising. It, it wasn't. I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll maybe I'll leave a little secrets. Okay. You know. I don't know. I I spoiled all of it, but maybe a little secrets. Um, but I was honestly surprised because there was moments where like, damn, how how dark is this shit gonna get? Rock, um, damn, yeah. shit, not all right. Now, now I'm kind of want to watch that because you're just saying that shit right there. Right, yeah, it, I think that's why that's what kept. I think that's was what was the main thing that kept me interested in the third act when it was getting really long. Yeah, is that they, <laughs> they made it like the way that they painted it. Like you had no idea if she was gonna go, you know, like destroy herself and like these people. Like yeah, um, 
I think that was a good part of it that like it did keep me guessing. I wasn't like sure where, like I I knew they probably weren't gonna kill they like they weren't gonna all kill each other. Where like the Wakans will all die, and all the Namor's people will die. Um, wow. wow. Like you know, there's some things like that won't happen in a movie, right? Yeah. Where they probably pull back, but I was like, damn, like not this but, one. Huh? All right. It had it had me for a moment, and I was like, you know, is this shit gonna go really dark or or what? Was there any kind of Marvel like uh, you know uh, crossover at all with any of the other heroes? Uh, crossovers for the most part, no. There is okay. a guy from the CIA, but I have no idea who he is. Um, you know, I don't pay the main, most attention, but you don't see you don't see um, any other superheroes. Okay, like, you know, Ant Man, Captain Falcon, all that. Okay. okay, no, they don't come into it. But I don't know how you feel about this. But then I felt like they just ended up making like a whole bunch of Iron Mans out of nowhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so wow. another bad thing about the movie is where like, you know, the science. So the scientist kind of like is like kind of like what drives the first act. Right. Yeah. Where they're like, you know, we had to go get the scientist. But then she quickly becomes irrelevant. And then she just kind of becomes an Iron Man to kind of fight everybody in the last scene. That's OK. And Weird. then they gave. And then they gave like three other people kind of like Iron Man esque suits, really, what the to kind of help, to help, yeah, kind of like the, kind of like the army. You know how like they're all women, yeah, yeah. So like three of them gets like Iron Man esque suits, um, just because like um, Namor's people, um, are kind of like they have like super strength naturally and they don't. Oh, okay. And so yeah. to kind of like even the playing field, they got like these suits, and then um. Iron Man as suits. Huh? Okay. Well, that sounds yeah. really annoying. Yeah. So you get like four new Iron Mans, and everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody get everybody gets a suit. Everybody gets a suit. Good old Oprah. Huh? Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think the scientist was kind of weird because she was like the whole point of like the movie, I guess, for a long, long time. Like, but us, then she like just like us, fades in the a back. A different scientist or. What do you mean exactly by that? I'm confused. Yeah, man. so the scientist who made the the vibranium detector. Okay. Right. So she she was a college student at um at MIT, I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know some Ivy League school. And so you know they go get her, and then you know they get rescued, and then after that, after after they get rescued, she kind of just like, um, she's just like another like scientist to help build like kind of like weapons. For the final uh, battle, that is so weird because in the previous Black Panther and in uh, what was the Infinity War, the main engineer scientist was her, was this girl. She's the one making all of this for her brother. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. So so she was just helping the princess. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So she was so yes, but like you know, it it was it was kind of weird. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like they should have just killed the scientist because <laughs> yeah. it's weird because a lot of Wakandans died and I'm pretty sure a lot of people from Namor people died but fighting each other. Yeah, sure. I feel like they should have just killed the scientist. But, you know, <laughs> I guess oh, we okay. wouldn't have a movie that way. Right. It's kind of yeah. weird. I don't know because, like, it's hard to take things seriously because I feel like, you know, you know, like, either people die and nobody cares or New York is destroyed and you have to sanction the Avengers type shit, you know? Right, exactly. Like, yeah. they're, calling, they're costing us billions of dollars. <laughs> but, the, you know, I feel like people get more more mad that people, like, the the buildings get damaged or people dying. So, I don't know. 
Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, all right. Shit. Maybe maybe I'll check it out. I mean, especially because uh, it got me into it with like the whole dark aspect. So we'll see. <laughs> it's interesting, bro. Like you're just watching that fucking movie, and like I I had no idea. Like I kind of had an idea, but no idea. Like I knew it was gonna go like completely dark, where she's gonna start <laughs> killing everybody because it is wow. a Marvel movie. Yeah. Right. Oh, also the soundtrack. The soundtrack's pretty good. I love the soundtrack. Oh shit! Very nice. But also, also one bad thing too. Is oh. that I feel like, I feel like it's been a trend with like the whole like film industry. We've been talking about this with streaming, where like, you know, like streaming, like, so Game of Thrones is like a good example of this, where they film their shit too dark, and oh, yeah, so okay. when they stream it, um, the dark get like really crushed, so you can't see anything. Oh wow! What the hell? I feel like this. It kind of happened the same thing at, like as a theater too where i felt like the movie was like a little bit too dark where i couldn't see some stuff um sometimes especially when they're like under the surface because some like you know namor's pe- namor's people lives under the surface yeah and so those scenes get really dark and sometimes i feel like i couldn't see shit but um oh but yeah my god what the hell that's weird is that that happened in the theater too maybe it as yeah, in the theater. Oh, yeah, it was dark okay. in the theater, so that I, I thought that, that was weird because usually, like in a theater, like that's the whole yeah. fucking point of going to the theater where like you can see shit nice. Right. But well, okay, well, shit sounds stupid. Or maybe Regal again. Cinema is just shit. I don't know. I, I prefer to go to Cinemark, but yeah, Cinemark is is where I go for sure. Yeah, but so in terms of what I recommend it, I said if you're interested, I say yeah, watch it. You know. Yeah. Because I know like a lot, not a lot of people focus superheroes, but. I'd, I'd watch it. I'd give it a chance. Okay. Very nice. Well, I'll give it a chance and your recommendation. Yeah. Go, maybe go on a $5 Tuesday. You know, don't spend too much right. money. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Check it out. All right. Well, I'll check it out. Now, for the movie that I watched that Brian has not watched was uh, Black mm-hmm. Adam, which is uh, the Shazam-esque, you know, superhero, villain, anti-hero guy. That guy. And, of course, everybody knows Black Adam because Dwayne Johnson really endorsed his movie a long time ago. He is actually one of the producers because he wanted it to happen really badly. Oh. So it's um it's a big deal. And, of course, there was a lot of talking with the Warner Bros. guys, Dwayne Johnson talking to them, trying to get Henry Cavill back into the DCU. But for some reason, Warner Bros. did not like him at all. They hate Henry Cavill. I don't know why. They didn't like him. But for which role? For Superman, of course. Just to bring oh, him back really? to Superman. Yeah, they didn't want him. So. Oh, was so okay. So sorry, I don't know. So Henry Campbell was like the original Superman. No, he was Superman for Man of Steel, and then Batman vs Superman. Not the OG OG back in the sixties. Okay, so he's he he was like during like the whole Batfleck. Yeah, the DCU. Yes. Okay. So okay. he's the one, and of course, Dwayne Johnson wanted him to come back because, you know, it'd be fun to have a Superman versus Black Adam and whatnot. Anyway, a change happened with the big wigs in DCU, and uh, Henry Cavill does make a cameo at the end of the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously, that's a spoiler, but it's fine. Stay at the end. You'll see what happens. Henry Cavill is back. You know, Dwayne Johnson was happy. Everybody was happy. Henry Cavill is a great Superman, in my opinion. Uh, Man mm-hmm. of Steel is still the best DC movie, in my opinion. <laughs> Controversial, uh, okay. DCU, of course. I mean, the best DC movie is Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. But uh, anyhow, this movie, Black Adam, 
I went into it knowing zero. I knew Black Adam was an anti-hero. I knew because you know I played Injustice. I I played him before. I knew what he was about, but okay. I never watched any trailers for his movie at all. Just because I just didn't really care. Actually, I'm like I don't really care. But my friend said, "Hey, want to watch Black Adam?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's go." You're like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went there expecting probably a really horrible, horrible movie that was gonna be mediocre at best, kind of like, uh, you know, what was it? Um, uh, what just came out recently? Yeah, Captain Marvel. That level of whatever kind of movie, action but dumb action that I don't care about. And mm-hmm. uh, I was wrong. This is a great movie. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I was expecting also because Dwayne Johnson, when he plays a movie as uh, any actor in a movie, he just plays uh, The Rock, you know, eyebrow, you know, lifting up, you know, with TikTok boom sounds and, you know, whatever have you. So I was going into this thinking Dwayne Johnson is going to play Dwayne Johnson again as Black Adam. He won't get anything. But no, this is one of his better acting roles I've ever seen him do. And I watched a lot of... Yeah, he's great in it. He plays a really anti-hero that has almost no emotion because what he went through as as a child and in his past and you see all of that and what also I did not expect was to see the justice society in this because like I said I didn't see any of the trailers I just didn't know what to expect so Dr. Fate is in it as uh, Pierce Brosnan uh you know 007 agent back in the day you have Adam Smasher Cyclone you name it they they're all here and everybody's great the okay. fight scenes in this are by far one of the best. It's out there. I mean, that's what you go in here for. The plot is, you know, it's okay. Uh, they do the thing that I dislike uh, in movies a lot. Is the biggest person. The biggest movie I did is that pissed me off was the newest Thor, Love and Thunder, where Thor is fighting Christian Bale. And Christian Bale's character in that movie is amazing. And they kind of uh-huh. just made it seem like whatever. You know, you see Christian Bale, you know, pouring his... He's, he's a great actor, you know? So he's just doing this crazy villain. And then Thor has, like, like what, 15 children that fuck him up because Thor powers him up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It, it was so stupid. You know, yeah. children fucking up the, vi- the villain because Thor powers him oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that with a passion. This movie kind of did that. Kind of had three plots going at once. It had Black Adam's plot, and then it had this kid that was trying to rebuild back um, this their, their little country because uh, it's being uh, you know it's being controlled by the, the government of like the army and whatnot. So they have no freedom there. The government tells them what to do every time. But the champion Black Adam wakes up, and uh, of course he's there to. He's pretty much also. This movie is pretty dark too. The first thing you see is Black Adam literally grab this guy from the neck and just turn him to nothing but bones. He just shatters him like he's nothing, like just pure electricity oh, to his body and just shatters him. So, yeah, this guy kills. He's not, uh, I guess, one of the one of the lines he says, heroes don't kill people. And he says, well, I do. And he does all the time. He kills everybody he can. So it's essentially back and forth between the Justice Society and Black Adam. And, of course, you have the cameo when the Suicide Squad uh, lady, the black lady, you know, because they're trying to arrest him, trying to put him in some kind of thing. And so it's just uh, a society versus Black Adam. And, of course, they don't have a chance against him because he's just so powerful. But he eventually submits, surrenders. You know, he gets locked up in the thing. Dr. Fate frees him. And then 
the movie was good overall. I would say 90% of the movie was a really good film. The last 10% okay. was the biggest problem because you spent the whole entire time, you know, fighting Black Adam and the society together. And then you're like, wait a second. So who's the actual villain? Is it Black Adam? But then you have this other guy that's, you know, kind of lingering in the back and he gets killed with a crown and then he gets revived. And I'm already two hours in and I'm like, wait, what's happening? And I'm like, okay, so he's going to get <laughs> killed. Just adding he, too much. Exactly. So he got killed a little bit too easily, a little bit too fast. You know, that was the biggest problem. Oh. Just not enough time for the main, main villain. But I understand the main point wasn't him. It was Black Adam's story. So it was kind of fine. But still, that villain's design was so damn cool. Pretty much satanic looking. And it wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't, they didn't do him justice. No pun intended. But <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then. At the end there, you see they, uh, the lady from Suicide Squad, she gives up and says, okay, you don't want to be locked up. You can stay in that country. That's your cell. If you leave, we're going to fuck you up, and that's it. And then What Dwayne country Johnson, are they in? Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Kandak. Ancient Kandak. Also, it's, like, it's not like in the U.S. or anything. No, 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 which is why it's a big deal because – you know, Black Adam emerges and he's fucking up all the the soldiers, right? And then mm -hmm. these guys from the society come in trying to fuck him up. And these people are like, what are you guys doing? He's our hero. He's like, no, he's not your hero. He's bad. He's like, you guys don't even give a fuck about our country, you know? And we finally got someone that's going to care about us. And so it was kind of, you know, it was kind of deep in that way too where, you know, no one gave a shit about this, you know, third world country. No one ever helped them with their, you know, that they're being controlled by these soldiers. But then Black Adam comes in, so you got these supposed quote unquote good guys coming in to stop this guy, but they seem like the bad guy trying to stop their champion, you know? So mm -hmm. it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool how they did that. But yeah, I mean, honestly though, Dwayne Johnson did a good job doing this role, man. You know, they did a lot of uh a lot of these little, you know, kind of funny scenes where this kid trying to tell uh, uh Black Adam, you need you need to um, you know, you have to have some kind of quote, you know. And so his quote is uh tell the men in black um I sent them or something like that, you know? So it's like, it's a funny thing that just happens over and over again. I kind of gets old, but you know, whatever. Um, it's a good movie though. It, it's a good movie. Black yeah. Adam was great. Uh, Dwayne Johnson oh, yeah. was great. And then, like I said, at the Dr. Fate as uh Piers uh, Brosnan was one of the coolest things ever. They did. They didn't. Um, so Dr. Strange and him are almost identical. Dr. Fate is stronger technically. And mm. the way they did the effects wasn't like strange. They did their own thing, and it was really cool. Dr. Fate was just a really cool character. But obviously, the most important part was that they didn't make Hawkman look ridiculous. Hawkman looked amazing, too. His costume was really cool because Hawkman in the comments looks fucking ridiculous. But they gave him this cool gold armor that was amazing. So that was cool there as well. Anyhow, you get uh, the if you watch Shazam... Uh, we have the wizard from Shazam. He's in this too, obviously giving uh, Teth Adam the powers of uh, the gods, all five of all five of the gods. So it's pretty cool there. It's a good movie overall, honestly. Okay. An amazing movie. So how do you feel about like kind of the tomato score? Because I feel like it's weird where like it, it seems like the critics hate it, but the audience love it, loves it. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't understand why the critics hate it so much. Yeah, 40% on the tomato meter seems kind of ridiculous. I don't understand the critique. I haven't read any of them. But even, like, I don't, like, like I said, I can, I bet their biggest critique is the ending of it. I, that's probably the most offensive part, how they just didn't have enough time for the final villain and they just kind of, you know, put it in there 
as a last second ditch, like kind of like uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two did. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe something like that, a bunch of villains. But no, I mean, you you go in there to see Black Adam fuck shit up and fight, and you get that you know Adam Smashers in it. Just you know, if you know a little bit about DC, you're gonna enjoy this movie a lot. And then. Like I said, at the end, finally, we get uh, Dwayne Johnson. What he wanted to see that happen really badly was where uh, the black lady from Suicide Squad tells him, you know, you got to stay there. He's like, send anybody you want. No one on this planet can stop me. And she says, well, I have a favor from somebody that's not from this planet that can stop you. So he's like, <laughs> go ahead, send them. And then next scene, Superman flies in. Then he's like, we got to oh. talk. It was so epic. It was really cool. So, okay. So he... so. Henry Cavill is still Superman. He is. He came back. Yeah, luckily. He wasn't supposed to come back, but he's back. Uh, luckily, since uh, DC, the big wigs changed, so they okay with him coming back. Yeah, because I thought it was weird, because didn't he lose his role in Netflix as well? As The Witcher, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I've been hearing a lot of... Well, like I feel like after he left The Witcher or he got kicked out, I don't know what the fuck happened there. A lot of people have been wanting him for like fantasy series or like, you know, people say put him in House of the Dragons or, uh, <laughs> you know. Dungeons and Dragons, the movie is coming out, so you should have put him in that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. So they, they told him to like, tell him to bring the best motherfucker out here and then Superman pulled up. Yeah, it was it was really epic. Superman just pulls up and he's just like, no, no, no one has been that scared since, you know, I showed up. So, yeah, that's how it ended and it was really cool. So I think we're going to get... Either, I don't know if it's Shazam, Fury of the God, or the sequel, or we're going to get a Black Adam versus Superman. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. But, I mean, overall, man, I honestly, like, these DC movies have been doing way better than the Marvel movies recently. Like, this Thor movie yeah. kind of insulted me. Um, and then <laughs> this movie was really good, and then Shazam was good. So I'm looking forward to the next Shazam, obviously, because I thought Shazam was also a phenomenal movie as well. Now, The Flash, I'm not really looking forward to because I don't really like that actor, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting to see. I mean, I feel like DC has kind of been on the up. Did you yeah. Did you watch the Batman? I don't remember. I had not watched the Batman, no. Not yet? Not yet, man. Oh, well, fuck, pull it up on HBO Max. and uh, I gotta pull it, it up. Yeah, because I feel like I kind of like the darker, grittier tone that DC does, you know. Because yes. I feel like Marvel movie does feel sanitized. Right. Um, um, for the most part, um, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I think we'll have to see the future of, of like superhero movies because, um, we don't know if they're going to stick around or like, what do you That's think? Right. I mean, I think they're going to stick around, especially now that Disney owns Marvel a long time ago. There's just no way they're not going to keep putting money into it no matter what. And then if DC keeps doing this good, um, you know, there's just no way that they're gonna they're gonna stop doing it because like, you know, uh, the new Batman made seven hundred and seventy million dollars. That's no joke. That's uh, yeah, it's a lot of money, and they're gonna keep pumping them out. They keep making those kind of money, that kind of uh, those numbers. They're huge. Well, well, the only thing with DC, I feel like they keep retconning everything, and so now we don't know where everything fits. Like, you know, so is the math. So like, would <laughs> Robert true. Peterson, Patterson ever come back to like, you know, the Justice League? You know. I mean, yeah, like, that's a, the thing is, though, I don't mind those one-offs sometimes. Like, you know, Joker, like, they're good, but uh, yeah. a movie like The Batman, you're right. Is it going to be Ben Affleck coming back or Robert Pattinson? I don't, you're right. I don't know. Because I think it's going to get a sequel, The Batman movie. I don't think it's going to be one-off. And so. Oh, shit. Um, or at least I think. Uh, I don't know. But 
I think it's gonna have a sequel. It should have a sequel. It was really good. Well, yeah, it's gonna have a sequel. They they hinted Joker in the, the end of the movie. Oh, what can so, Joker maybe? Oh shit. No, they is a oh. completely different actor. Willem Dafoe. Let's get it. No, they already announced it. It's, it's oh, some, real? oh no. Yeah, so it's interesting because like the the whole Batman universe is like really young in the story, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. have like, you know, Batman has only been batmaning for like two or three years and joker's like um well it was a deleted scene they don't yeah. show it in the movie but i guess they released a deleted scene on youtube or some shit yeah but um but yeah th- um the new joker has an actor um he's in he's in arkham asylum i think and oh, so okay shit yeah we'll see is the i i don't know i think the whole joaquin thing was just kind of a really a one-time thing but that's fine though. They're making a sequel, yeah. aren't they? Though that was announced. Oh, are they? That's a, that sounds bad, but yeah, I think it was announced, man. So hopefully we don't get, a, you know, a, a bad sequel anyway. I mean, I mean, only one way to find out, am I right? That's right. So I'm looking here also at the Flash cast for the new movie coming out, and uh, Michael Keaton is playing Batman. Uh, the so that's kind of weird. Really? Yeah, that's right. Michael Keaton isn't he like an old guy? He's an old guy, but yeah, it has right here. So I don't know if he's going to, if Flash is going to time travel or some shit, you know, because it has Ben Affleck also as Batman here. So he, he just, or he's going to travel oh, dimensions. In the cast? Yeah. Oh, shit. So is, is Ben Affleck even still doing the Batman movies? I don't know, but they got Supergirl here as well. And they got Batman, two Batman. So I don't know if they're going to make him travel dimensions or some shit, you know, but sounds uh, like a weird time. I'll tell you that much. So is this Flash going to be related to the TV Flash? No, this is. I think no, this is not. It's, it's no, it's not. No, not even close. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. I don't know. I think the Flash is interesting because I feel like a lot of times, like Flash is kind of like the Spider Man of like DC. Yes, you know, yeah, in I terms like kind of like how people love him and like you know, well, like whenever I see like the Flash, like. In comics, like he's generally like a nice guy, but sometimes he has to do like the toughest shit. Yes, pretty much. But um, okay. But uh, yeah, it's weird. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Last thing for Black Adam, though, if you're gonna watch it or you care about it because it's a tiny bit, don't watch the trailer. Apparently, it spoils something that's very important to the movie. I didn't know this, which is why I'm glad I didn't watch any trailer. So. Don't watch the trailers. We're going to watch Black Adam at all if you care about it, even a little bit, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Just don't watch. It kind of ruins a, a very pivotal climax moment of the movie that seems kind of stupid. They'd even want to review it at the trailer, but whatever. That's what they do. Bro, I was watching the, the trailer for like for the movie, the new Creed movie. Oh, yeah. And I felt like they gave me an entire fucking movie in that trailer. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I know. No kidding, dude. Like, have you seen it? I have, yeah. When I went to watch... Uh, Black Adam, it was there. Yeah, like they literally like <laughs> tell you the start, you know, the middle, and then the the end, and like you're like, okay, I mean, all right, yeah, well, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like I don't have to watch the movie because I know Creed is gonna win, oh, and yeah. they just basically gave up everything. I don't, I don't, know, I feel like I have no fucking idea. <sighs> Good lord. Well, we'll we'll fucking see, man. Uh, fucking yeah. Creed. How many is there now? Like three, four a lot dude. so this one's gonna be the third one i think oh my god already that seems so fast all right well yeah so it's gonna be the third one they gave in the entire fucking movie and yeah okay excellent well with that brian you want to get into uh 
our review of Call of the Night? There was one more thing, but I, I can't. Oh. Okay. There was one thing, but I can't really remember. Uh, Brain fart. Mm, maybe. Uh, I feel like I had to do something with movies. Um, but I can't oh, really remember yeah. at the moment. So maybe we should just move on. All right. If you remember it, just interrupt me midway. It's fine. All right. Okay. So believe it or not, guys, we are indeed an anime podcast. Uh, here we're going <laughs> to do a Call of the Night review, uh, Yofukashi no Uta, which this anime aired back in July 8th. So, and it stopped airing on September 30th. It premiered during the summertime. It is uh, done by studio leading films, such as the manga. Genres are romance, supernatural. The theme is a vampire. And, of course, the demographic is a shonen. This is for 13-year-olds or higher. That's what it recommends. Now, this show actually aired on High Dive. So, I guess there's that. Where did you watch this, Brian? Did you watch it on High Dive or did you just sell the high seas? No, you have to share me. You have to share your password with me. I uh, I watched on the high seas. I do gotta share my password with you because honestly, you know the thing about Hyde Night, Brian. Hyde Night kind of sucky, sucky right now. Anyway, if you <laughs> if you watch it on your on your computer, if you log in once and then you accidentally you know quit the tab, you go back in. You gotta log in again. I don't know what their deal is with their fucking cookies or something and their catch and everything. It's not. It's not good. And you know who did that shit a lot too? Who? Fucking Verb. Oh my god, they did do that. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, so I I know exactly what you're talking about when they fucking like have to make you sign in every fucking time you want to watch some shit. I will give you that password though, no doubt, because Crunchyroll is <laughs> trying to go down on the down down, and it might be time to cancel Crunchyroll as well because they're pissing. Wait, really? Up. Well, yeah, the whole anti-union, you know, they changed the that one chainsaw man line because you know i have a union job now they changed that whole thing it was just come on now really oh i didn't hear about that chainsaw man thing yeah so on that he's taking he's he's taking a bath uh the main boy and he says oh i love my union job so they changed that to like oh i, I forgot what it was but they changed that whole line something else and you didn't yeah. hear about it because you saw me the tiktok you're the one that sent me that tiktok Bro, okay, so there's a lot of things <laughs> I forget. There's a lot of things. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, Call of the Night is an anime also directed by Itamura Tomoyuki, which is a big deal to Brian and I because he directed all of the Monogatari's. There's that, first of all. He also did direction for Sangatsu no Lion. And Madoka Magica, he did some storyboards there. He did some episode directing. So this guy is no, you know, he's he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so Brian, going into this, why did you want to watch it so bad? You were just like, "This is the show for me. I need this in my life. Give me that vampire, <laughs> you know, puss." Why? Well, it was weird because, like, I feel like now I think they definitely toned it out. I feel like it completely subverted my expectations because they like the original poster and like all the like promotional release were just like over like overtly sexual. <laughs> yeah, and then like. I don't know. It was so overly sexual that it made me want to click on it as th- what they're trying to do, you know. Sure. But then I saw it had the same director as Monogatari, and so that's that's essentially it. So I thought it was going to be uh, a Monogatari thing, but um, but yeah, I think that's what first got my interest in it. Sure, that's a good way to do it. Honestly, that's that's how you should do it a lot of the times. Forget the studio, forget anything <laughs> else, and look at the director a lot of the times because that's uh yeah. 
that's a good way to know because like you know Masaki Yuasa just did um a movie again recently Inuo and uh you know it's a good movie so because you're the director that you know anyhow so yeah. this show is about a boy Ko Yamori just a middle school boy he has a hard time with love and he has you know whatever he stops going to school and he has insomnia now, so he just kind of roams the streets at night, which is why this show is kind of unique in that way, where everything is at night. You have these cool visuals, and, you know, it's just a fun time. And he meets this girl, and it's like a young, you know, a young girl, young woman, and her name is uh, Nazuna Nanakusa, which uh, you never really hear her last name, I think, ever. So <laughs> Yeah. Just uh, Nanazuna, that is her name. And she turns out it, she's a vampire. So, <laughs> you know, it, the first episode you kind of get into uh, where she kind of brings him to his room and he's like, oh, we can just cuddle. So you think you're going to get into some kind of sexual thing. But no, she's just there to cuddle with him. And as they're cuddling, she goes for the bite and you find out, yeah, she's a vampire. And he yeah. wants to also turn into a vampire because, you know, it sounds cool, right? It sounds very kakui. And... The way to turn into a vampire in this universe is uh, you have to fall in love with the person that is biting you. So mm-hmm. that is the whole thing. This whole show is about Cole trying to fall in love with Nazuna. So he's trying to fall in love with her so he can turn into a vampire and live his amazing days as a vampire. Now, we get into some episodes here and there where you meet... Uh, you know, it's like you got his childhood friend, Akira, which he's worried about him from school, finding out what he's been doing because he's not coming to school. And then after that, you meet other vampires, which is pretty cool there. Like you meet uh, Seti. And then when you first meet her, you know, you get a little fight scene with uh, Nazuna and her. And you find out how much of a big deal it is these vampires are fucking strong, you know. Because yeah. the whole time you just kind of see her fucking around, floating, not giving a fuck. But, and then you finally see her uh, testing her strength here. So it's pretty cool here. And then later on you meet the other like vampire girls that have these rules of what you can do with uh, you know, people. With, you can, like, so I guess knowing about vampires is kind of a, a taboo, it seems like, right? And uh, Unless you become one or you get killed by one. So it seems kind of strange there. It's also kind of also loopholes with turning into a vampire because um hatsuka she says i can turn you into a vampire but he's like how if i'm not in love with you she says well i can you know control your mind into making you think that you love me and then it'll be the same thing it'll work yeah of course my boy says nah i'm saving myself for nazuna stuff like that um so what do you think about ko kind of like not really knowing anything about his feelings well it, you know it seems like one of them edgy things but i understand he's a middle school boy i mean he knows nothing about his feelings it seems kind of strange but you mm-hmm. know i understand like him not knowing what love means or blah 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 but he just kind of doesn't know anything about himself huh he's like do i have friends i don't know and it turns out he does so it's kind of kind of weird well yeah because it made me I, I don't know like I don't know like it, like at first I, I, w- I was wondering like if it was just like you know like he literally doesn't know like is he super clueless like kind of like mob <laughs> or like um like does he not like does he have like thin capacity to like ever like like somebody right you know yeah seems kind of weird and so yeah well all right so I guess there's not much more to say except for that Brian so what do you think of 
the show overall? Did you enjoy it? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought like you know, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword in a way where I feel okay. like it's super consistent, but then I feel like it's kind of like too consistent at times because I feel like nothing yeah. like kind of like really builds up because you know, we like. It's like mainly episodic where like, you know, it's taking us to different places. They do different adventure. They meet different people. Sure. Yeah. Um, But like kind of they introduce this big cast, but like they never really do anything with them or like we don't see them for like a very long time. True. And yeah. um, so and then I feel like um, for the longest time, nothing happens with Ko and Nazuna, you know, <laughs> yeah. aside from like maybe like a little teasing. And so um, I think it's good because I feel like it's is always able to keep us like it, it always kept me entertained like like i never felt like there was an episode that was bad you know right yeah i mean there's there's some episode where like i kind of perform more than others but um sorry ah, got the random burps <laughs> but um i'm just kind of like i think i think i was just wondering like where where is this kind of going because like you know we have ko who are like oh i don't know what like romance is and then, like, kind of towards the end, they're like, oh, you, you don't love Nasuna. And then right. until, like, the very, like, the last episode, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to fall in love with Nasuna. I mean, Nasuna. And so, like, I'm just kind of, like, a little confused, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of disjointed. Like, a lot of the things that happen just, uh, I don't know, especially, like, so... It, it tries to get really deep in some of these moments too that I, it didn't really work for me. Like when you have um, that one girl that's really stressed out about work, you know, she needs a massage and whatnot. And then this middle school boy kind of convinces her to, uh, you know, just forget follow it. him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're right. And, you know, she's like, oh. And then it just kind of seems like that. It just kind of didn't work for me. I mean, uh-huh. one of the better scenes, I think, was later on where you see that middle school teacher he's really trying to fight hard to not you know because he became a vampire but he's trying mm-hmm. not to eat anybody and that was a pretty one of those moments too when you realize vampires are not as cool as Ko thinks and yeah you the yeah detective right yeah so that was yeah, pretty no, cool go ahead i agree i think that's what that was like kind of like the one of the stronger episodes um right. just because you know like we do get Cole kind of like starting to reconsider the, like the whole vampire thing and like um, yeah exactly because that <laughs> I think that episode was really good just because it felt like a really good uh I feel like it was like a really good slice of life episode or just like kind of them like you know like oh let's go you know do this shit you know whatever whatever yeah right and then exactly. <laughs> and then it just like throws that twist where like there was like because they were looking for a ghost in the fucking building and they fucking found one and they almost <laughs> ate their friend um. Yeah, so I think that was definitely a good episode. I love that episode. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's just hard because I feel like it didn't lean like slice of life one way or like if it was trying to like, you know, build some sort of narrative. Now I feel like it's going to be like a love story, like a romance. Right. Um, Out of, out of everything. And so, I mean, I think I'm excited for season two, but I just wish like, they pushed it in a way because I feel like, especially with like the opening title, um, I thought you know how like they have like that little break in the middle, and then they're yeah. like in a TV set. That was sick, yeah, that's sweet. And so I thought they were, they were gonna do something with like TV or like, <laughs> or like I don't know what the fuck they were gonna do, but like I thought you know like 
I just felt like it kind of like maybe it kind of like kind of uh kind of mimic the way they think about the night where like you know you're able to wander and get lost and shit like that right yeah so maybe it kind of like matches that where like you know it didn't really like go anywhere but i felt like maybe it didn't have to in a way sure yeah but yeah yeah i mean i'm with you well you know i don't know it's just uh, this show is rough and it's confusing it's just it's hard to put into like you said one little thing because it tries to be kind of a horror in a way in some of the scenes like that middle school teacher then it has this romance slice of lifey fun 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 and then you know it just kind of it's just such a weird show I, i'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's just how it's actually written in the manga or the director doesn't you know kind of does his own thing but it were directed well though i mean there's no doubt the yeah. shots are phenomenal the i mean the backgrounds there's no denying that's fucking amazing right i mean good lord um, there's a lot of good scenes here, but then obviously I also liked, uh, the detective just trying to make him go home, stop staying up late. So what, what does he yeah. do? He calls a police, he calls the police and says, there's a boy, middle school boy, just chilling here. So that was just <laughs> seems like the that. police on his ass. Yeah, exactly. Just seems like that were pretty fun. And you know, just a, a lot of seductive scenes that go nowhere almost every time. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, well, I think the detective's kind of interesting because I feel like she's kind of like the most Mona Katari-esque character. Yeah, right? Yeah. Out of everybody, <laughs> you know, especially kind of like the way they portray her. Like, you know, she's always posing in like some weird pose. Like, I think she was doing like, um, like how that doll does it. What's her name? Like, Suki? Yeah, Suki. Um, no, no, that's a yeah, little sister. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like the, the blue hair doll. Like, I, I feel I, like I, she... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. She... Ononoki, yeah, Ononoki. She was doing her pose, and then like sometimes she like talks like really crazy and deranged. That's right. And like especially like her facial animations. Yeah, it's but, just, she looks tired of this shit, so she looks tired of everything. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like for me, the stronger episodes were kind of like the more slice of life ones, like kind of like the the high school one, or when they were working at the maid cafe. Oh yeah, that, um, that was good. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of stronger when they have like kind of more of an on-cast. Because then you have like episode when they're like in the pool and she was trying to make him jealous on purpose and like. Oh yeah. Um, th- I don't know that that episode kind of like felt like really flat. I feel like I don't know maybe like kind of the more round. I don't know if it's like really romancy, but like kind of like kind of those episodes kind of fall flat for me. That one and there was that episode too where that stalker guy was chasing a uh, Sari, you know, and he just. Trying oh to, like, yeah. They did karaoke and he just wouldn't stop knocking. That was just weird, and then yeah, he, he kind of forgave him at the end. It seemed kind of weird, like oh yeah, he's he's not that bad. I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> he's actually my friend. <laughs> that I just like kind of like take him along and like, I'm like okay, play well. with his emotions. Yeah, he's another Kazuya or whatever the guy is oh, from the girlfriend. Yeah, the, the, the ultimate simp. Huh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I feel like I wish he kind of leaned that way because you know, because he um. I don't know, because I feel like I like his friends, like, you know, that one guy friend and, like, the other girlfriend. Sure. Yeah, um, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I think they made it, like, a good cast. I feel like they have, like, good characters, but sometimes you don't see them for a long time or, like, um, yeah, just, like, sometimes the episodes, I just kind of prefer, like, a more better, like, fuller, not better, but, like, a full, like a fuller on cast, like, ensemble, you know? Yes. I think that's when it kind of works more for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, overall, this cast was uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, Mahiru and uh, that girl were good together. And then, you know, I do like Nazuna as a character as well, you know, because I, I like how they, they managed to make her seductive and, uh, I guess, sexy, you know, without ginormous hits. 
as this as like yeah that's how they always do it every time it's like yeah ginormous tits equals sexy and that's it other than that you can't do it they did a pretty good yeah. job here so well it's also weird because i feel like they kind of like over sexualize her like in like <laughs> the promotional stuff and then like kind of like the ending the ed yeah. like the the ed is like really bad but then like in the show she's like super shy and like reserved She's you know? super shy, and then when you, you know she's like super seductive, and then anything to do with romance, you know, she just blushes or like anything and can't serious, she like blushes, yeah, yeah, she can't take it serious, yeah, it's great. And so I think that that was interesting because I feel like they do kind of I don't know if it's clickbait or what, but I feel like they kind of like push that a lot. But then the character isn't because I thought this was going to be a super edgy show, but um, yeah, right. it really wasn't. Agreed. Uh yeah, but I feel, yeah, I just feel like it has like a lot of good ideas, but um. But- a lot of good ideas. I'm just curious. Good directing. Um, you know, good ending. The ED was performed by uh, Creepy Nuts, obviously, which is uh, why this show is called Call of the Night. It was inspired by just that song, as a matter of fact. So. Oh really? Yeah, it's a pretty. It's pretty cool there. So it's pretty cool that they got the people that inspired the name of the manga to come and do the ending for the anime. So it all goes off full circle. Oh hell yeah! Cool. I didn't know that. That's how, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean. Any any final thoughts bring on this show? Really, I feel like we spend more time talking about uh, Black Panther, Overwatch, but you know, what can we do? I think that's okay. I mean, yeah, but, what can we? There's, there's probably more meat in the the movies we we watch anyway than maybe this. This is kind of a simplistic well, yeah. show, right? Well, well, it's kind of comparing like you know two two like two two hour movies to like twelve like this is only thirteen episodes or something like that. Yeah, and so that's um, fair enough. True, true. Yeah. I don't know because I feel like it does ask like a lot of questions. I do think. I feel like I don't know because they ask a lot of questions, but I feel like I need a little more development, like climax, you know, because I do kind of like right um, the whole aspect of it where people, um, you know, are kind of burnt out during the day or like you know they can only like they find like a lot of comfort in the night, and I kind of relate to that a lot because personally I feel like you know I like hanging out night when the city's quiet and like you know or just going out to nature um so i feel like i really like related to that no but um you know the whole was like people being stressed or like um like i feel like they didn't like resolve it they kind of like address it like oh this is kind of like you know there's something that's going on you know people are stressed so they hang out at night yeah and then that's kind of about it like it you know yeah i feel like it's not very much one one way over over the other um yeah. yeah cool very cool i mean that's all for my final thoughts too i thought it you know overall it's just a little fantastic show here i mean i found myself very entertained every time I-, I think i mentioned that it was one of the better ones of the season as well from last time that was a new show uh, yeah yeah because i mean yeah I- I- it might have been the better show of of that with like new shows There's a lot of sequels but you know this was uh, up there for sure so i mean it was a it was a fun time. I will not complain. It was it was a good one. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess with that Brian. I mean, I got nothing else. You want to just go ahead and rate it or what? Cool. Yeah, yeah, I can read it. Um, so I feel like you know, directing it's great. I really like the art. I really like all the character designs and the art style. Um, I feel like everything's good. Not to sound like a broke, broken broken record, but <laughs> yeah. I just really hope in the second season they kind of like push it somewhere. Like, is it going to be a romance? Is it gonna be fucking like slice of life? Um, you know, I just feel like I feel like it like it asked a lot of questions, you yes. know, or like it brought up a lot of concept. And so I feel like I ho- I wanted to see it more. I think it's kind of interesting how they kind of like made like vampires kind of like 
different you know and then also how like they kind of don't know themselves i thought that was funny where like um <laughs> i think hatsuka was the one explaining it where like you know like they're just vampires but they just kind of be and they don't really think about themselves or like you know how they die like they don't even know how they can kill themselves or shit like that aside right. from like starving themselves yep um so i think that it's a lot of in- interesting going on i feel like i i don't think you know there's some episodes where i didn't like you know Bible sure, was yeah. all the way, but I wouldn't call them bad episodes. They were just kind of like, oh, you know, it was just kind of it. Yeah. And so, do you think this show's better like binging, or do you think it's better like week week to week? I, I think it'd be a good bingeable show. I agree. I think this show is better to watch binged because I feel like, yeah. especially when you hit the episodes where you kind of don't vibe with, like it's like, that, oh, this, exactly. that's kind of it for the week, you know? <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> so like that was that. So I point. think this show is kind of better binge or kind of watching it after it aired. Um, I think I got to give it like, it's hard because I want to give it a seven or eight. Yeah. Um, so I maybe give it a 7.5. It's in, it's in the middle. Right in the middle. I think it's definitely, I always enjoyed it. Um, when I go back and watch it, maybe, maybe when the second season comes out, maybe I'll give it a gander and see what I missed or like, you know, the highlight of the show. Yeah. Um, but overall, really well done. Um, I really love that. I feel like, that opening was probably my favorite for the entire season. It was a good opening. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It made me realize how a lot of this kind of like this uh, season's animes, they have like uh, their song and they're kind of like, and like the video kind of like disjointed in a way where yeah. they're not really connected. But I feel like this one does a good job connecting it. But yeah, really good overall. Nice. All right. Well, for me, I, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, you know, it, everything about it was pretty much great, except for, like Brian said, some of the episodes that were kind of whatever, meh, you know, who cares? Like the Jealous episode and then the Stalker yeah. episode. Those are just kind of, you know, whatever. And, but pretty for me, I would have given this show a five if it was probably any other director, but just because the directing itself was so good with, like, that middle school teacher scene, how everything turns red and then he likes doing that muffled mic thing and like yeah he has these really cool shots and a lot of the shots that he just did i'm sure if it wasn't directed by him it would have just been another boring a show that i would have forgotten but because the directing was so good i'm with brian i'll give it a seven i'm it's not a masterpiece of a show by any means it's not even monogatari level not even close but Just having uh, maybe a mid-level manga done by a great director just shows you how much they can improve a show. So yeah, I think it's a yeah. I mean, seven out of ten is a good score for a show that could be middling. But I think Brian is correct. And on the second season, we need to have a true plot. Either do the romance, do horror. I don't know what they're trying to do here. They're trying to do like five different genres at once. Yeah. I'm not sure what they want. Slice of life occasionally, like Brian said. I don't know what they want to do here. Give me a genre and stick with it. And Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my score. Yeah, I agree. Um I don't know. I feel like I think it's kind of interesting. Maybe because, I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of had the idea where like maybe it's just supposed to like kind of like um kind of like you know be the night where like we're like you know it's just kind of like wandering like maybe it's just like a wandering anime i mean yeah. and so i think that idea is kind of cool but i don't know that if that's just like kind of like some bullshit i made up in my head <laughs> but um but yeah i think it's definitely good i think the director definitely did do like a hard carry but yeah, um there's sure. a, there there is a lot i think i think there is a, like a lot of interesting things i i think it just feels i just feel like it needs to go one way 
you know exactly i agree yeah well cool i guess we can wrap it up there that was just another amazing episode of the anime fridge make sure to hit us up on facebook twitter instagram anime fridge email us at anime fridge at gmail.com um listen to our other episodes check us out check out our monogatari series and um jenna i'm brian and that's my oh sorry i kind of fucked that one up (laughs) but i'm brian that's my co-host and senpai aturchan and uh jenna bye guys